SAFM Sports Wrap. Just gone 6.30 on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to uh, the uh, PSL radio show, Segundiolo, SAFM Sports Wrap, uh, Monday to Friday. But on Mondays and Thursdays, we discuss various aspects of the PSL. And, of course, with the MTN8 final coming up this weekend, we will be talking about the MTN8 final. We'll have, amongst others, as guests on the show tonight, uh, IX Cape Town coach Roger Desai. It's his eighth cup final. He's only ever won one cup final. We'll find out more about Roger Desani's preparations ahead of the match against Kaiser Chiefs at Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. And we'll also catch up with um, Kaiser Chiefs legend uh, Fabian McCarthy, get his views on the uh, Amakosi leading into this final. We'll also talk uh, about the one league match that takes place tomorrow. That's between uh, Pumalanga Black Aces and Orlando Pirates. That's going to be at Orlando Stadium. But before we get into the sports news and the show proper, I've got to say, this has been a very, very emotionally tough week for the people. Players and uh, I've got to pass condolences on to uh, Andilian Bignani, the uh, Chipper United midfielder. A wonderful player that he is, particularly when he plays out wide, but so disappointed to hear that earlier this week he and his wife were involved in a car accident and uh, his wife, Ashuma, having passed away. Condolences to Andilian Bignani and his family and also to Orlando Pirates midfielder Issa Sai. His mother passed away earlier this week and he's uh, currently on compassionate leave in Senegal. It has been a traumatic time for uh, a few players in the PSL, it seems. Uh, certainly hope Andilian Bignani as well. Uh, gets over the grieving period and recovers from the shock quickly enough to see him back out on the pitch. We uh, get straight into the uh, uh, football news, however, starting with the sports news football. Switzerland now says it's approved the extradition of a Uruguayan football official accused of taking bribes. Eugenio Figueredo was one of seven officials with FIFA, World uh, Football's governing body, of course, who were arrested in Zurich on May the 27th. Switzerland's Federal Office of Justice says the former vice president of the South American Football Confederation is accused of receiving bribes worth millions of dollars relating to Copa America tournaments. He's 30 days to appeal against his extradition. Reminder then that, uh, of course, back home tomorrow, uh, uh, the tickets are uh, between, uh, rather, Black Aces against Orlando Pirates tomorrow. The kickoff is just after 7. And then uh, PSL have confirmed that the NTN8 final tickets uh, have been sold out. Match kicks off at 3 o'clock. It's live on SABC 1. Uh, tonight, Europa League fixtures. A couple that you can look forward to. Bordeaux host Liverpool. Tottenham entertain Azerbaijan side Karabag. Ajax play Celtic, Borussia Dortmund take on Krasnodar, Fiorentina entertain Basel, Sion face Ruben Kazan, Groningen host Marseille, and Sporting Lisbon pay, play Lokomotiv Moscow amongst the uh, fixtures on. From the 11th Africa Games in Brazzaville, Congo Republic, South Africans in action tonight include national record holder Stephen Mokoko running in the final of the men's 5,000 metre at 7, and uh, Custer Semenya, women's 800 metre gold medalist, goes in the final of the 1-5 just after 7.30. And then just to, uh, if you want to finalise your plans for tomorrow, the opening ceremony of the 2015 Rugby World Cup. It starts at 8pm uh, and it'll only be 20 minutes long and then of course at 9pm at Twickenham it's England against Fiji opening match. That's your sports news. It's time for the PSL Radio Show for all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League. Fixtures, results and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. Well, there's plenty to talk about in terms of MTN8 finals, so let's focus, though, on a rescheduled league fixture. Black Aces visit Orlando Stadium tomorrow night. They take on Orlando Pirates following their return from the CAF Confederation Cup action in Egypt. We've got the Black Aces goalkeeper Jackson Mabuhane on the line. Jackson, thanks for joining us. Good evening. 
Thanks for letting me join. Good evening to you and to your listeners. Let's talk about that red card first up. Uh, you know, one of the reasons that we can actually chat to you on the eve of a crucial league match is because you're going to be out tomorrow. I mean, the red card against Sundowns, but, but if I can ask you from a different perspective, when unavailable for games, does anything change from your uh, training schedule when, you, when, when you're suspended? Uh, not really, not really, but uh, in some instances it does because, I mean, uh, for a player like myself who's been having a very hectic schedule, the training becomes uh, much lesser for me, you know, and obviously uh, the coach concentrates more on the uh, team that's going to play. So you still train with the team, but uh, obviously uh, more on, like, um, on the reserve side, on the, not, not, not really on the starting side, so... Yeah, it changes a little bit, but the, the the tempo obviously goes down a bit because you, you don't really want fatigue, you know, very early in the season. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you, you talk about the reserve side. Let's let's talk about that for a moment. I mean, the club only confirmed it today, but I know he's been there for a couple of days. Uh, former Chiefs defender David Kaname has been added to the Aces coaching staff. Uh, have you seen much of him at the club as yet? Yeah, uh, actually, met David yesterday, uh, just before we started training. We couldn't chat much, uh, but I mean, it's... Uh, uh, former teammate of mine, we were together for a few years at Sundowns when I was still a young boy. And, That's just, yeah. You know, he was a good guy to me, so, yeah, he was a good guy to me, so I had to run to him and uh, give him a warm welcome. So, I'm happy for him, and I think he's going to be a good addition to, to our youth. Sheesh, uh, now got, what, Patrick Maberi is his assistant, he coached him at Chiefs, he's got David Connemayer now coaching the reserve side, he coached him when he was at Chiefs for a, a bit as well. But let's talk about Pirates tomorrow. I mean, what are you expecting from this Pirates side following their rather bumpy ride of late. I mean, they lost three out of four matches at home this season, and then they were humbled, of course, 4-1 by Zamalek in their last match. Yeah, Dwayne, look, I mean, uh, a team like Pirates, you know, as soon as they, they get their momentum going, it's very hard to, to stop them. You know, you can look at Chiefs last season, uh, when the whole first round unbeaten, and, you you know, if you remember Sundowns, where they, when they, they had their good run, so a big team like this, as soon as they have their momentum and start uh, get a good win behind them, it's easy for them to start winning matches because all they need is, is just the confidence and the, the combination that they needed at, at that point in time. But uh, yeah, for us, I think we've, we've got our momentum. Uh, we might not be a big team like uh, the ones I just mentioned, but uh, we've got our momentum, and uh, I think I think we've got a good coach and we've got good players and. We should be able to, to to keep our momentum going. You know, I think with uh, now three wins on the trot, you know, wins that uh, before the season started, you'd never think that we'd we'd win those three games. So, uh, yeah, I think we're ready for the game, and I think we, we we should be able to to get a result tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you spoke. Uh, I think the keyword really is confidence. I mean, you've spoken about that impressive start to the season, but I mean, if you look how you start the season overall in your first seven games, you've probably faced the. The, the four toughest opponents you're going to meet all season. You've already taken care of uh, Sundowns and uh, Supersport United, but you've got Chiefs and Pirates in uh, the immediate matches ahead. How do you keep that winning momentum going? Yeah, and I mean, uh, adding up uh, on, on, on top of that will be the cup game, which is, uh, you know, cup games are a must win. Yeah. And the coaches emphasize that, you know, we, we must definitely win a trophy this season. So, uh, it's, it's, it's double, double the pressure, double the pressure. But uh, I think, I mean, we're just taking it one game at a time. He's told us, you know what, uh, don't look too much ahead, don't worry about what's coming. You know, uh, on paper it might look difficult, but on the field, as long as we prepare well, we'll, we'll get the results. And, uh, and obviously, as, as I said, uh, we've managed to get the three results so far. And uh, we'll, see. we'll see how it goes. And we won't really put ourselves under too much pressure to win every single game. 
but we'll, we'll just take one game at a time and make sure that we we remain uh, at the top among among the top teams in the table. How much of your preparations actually centered around exploiting the weaknesses in the uh, Pirates' defence, or has it been rather concentrating on your own game as a unit? Yeah, no, I mean, one thing that has worked well for us uh, since the coach arrived is that he has introduced his own philosophy, and it was difficult, you know, in the first week or, or two, you know, if you were to be around the training sessions, you'd, you'd really feel sorry for us the way the coach was going mad and... Uh, but now, I mean, the boys are starting to understand, and the training sessions are are just are joyful to watch. To watch, and the coaches has also been excited about the way we've, you know, adapted, you know, quick quickly to to his style and his philosophy. So it's all about, you know, the things that that we speak about, the things that we we try to put to perfect. You know, we we know otherwise if we if we go on preparing uh, for opposition one by one, then it's, we'll really find ourselves confused, and unfortunately, then you'll have to keep on changing the lineups and trying to match the opposition, which is uh, sometimes just going to disrupt you. So, uh, yeah, the coach has been clear. We're just going to focus on the exact things we've been doing. And obviously, sometimes the game plan changes a bit. Sometimes you know you have to go go them early. Sometimes you know you have to frustrate them, sit back a bit. And So the game plan changes, but our tactics and, and the way we play uh, just remains the same, and that's exactly how we prepare uh, all the time. Well, you've just mentioned a, a host of reasons why uh, Mohsin Ertugol, of course, has just won uh, the August Coach of the month and, the month in the Absa Premiership. But let's talk about you individually for a moment, uh, Jackson. The Bafana Bafana squad to face Honduras in Costa Rica next month is going to be named on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. What are your own aspirations in terms of both Black Aces and the national team? Uh, I think I've, I had a good good season last season, which uh, for me was uh, what I call a uh, introduction season. You know, I've been I've been in the in the in the in the, in the league for for quite some time now, but it's only the season where I really got to get some game time. So it's, it's more like a season where I introduced myself, and uh, obviously, uh, fortunately enough, I was able to make it into the national team. So. Going forward for me right now, it's just a matter of uh, doing better than I did last season, and of which uh, I, I don't think I played half my ability. You know, although obviously it was a bit uh, tough at times, and uh, our team was, uh, especially the defense, chopping and changing. So uh, with a more stable defense, and obviously having uh, not not having the situation where we had where we we're chopping and changing coaches as well. Uh, you know, I personally am I'm looking forward to, to a very uh, great season where uh, I think uh, I'm going to get much more clean sheets, which is uh, my main focus to make sure that I keep a lot more clean sheets than I did last season, you know, and uh, and obviously try and make sure that we, we, we get, uh, we concede uh, the minimum, uh, minimum, the, the, the minimum at least uh, 15, 16 goals maximum. 2022, but we don't really want to concede more than 22 goals. So that's that's the target this season for me. And then obviously the national team uh, have been part of the setup, and uh, I think just been part of the setup for a year now. And uh, the only thing for me is to to grow in there and and to really uh, claim the national uh, number one uh, goalkeeping jersey, which will not be easy. Obviously, as you know. Uh, Itumen Kunya has been doing well so far, and uh, although obviously recently uh, a uh, and unfortunately not so very good game, but uh, I mean that that is, uh, yeah. And for me, it's just a matter of uh, pushing myself to to really make sure I push into the limits and and be given a chance uh, where that jersey jersey number one and make sure I keep it. 
Well, Jackson Mabuhani, I know you're an ambitious player. You've got a refinement about your game. Just get Aubrey and Goma to feed in a few more crosses to you before and after practice, maybe. But listen, thanks for chatting to us, and uh, best of luck against Pirates tomorrow. Thank you very much, Dwayne. Thank you for, for having me, and uh, yeah, uh, good luck to the guys. I'll, I'll be at the stadium as well to support the boys. Yeah. Have you heard? With effect from 1 July 2014 to 30 June 2019, individuals and communities who lost their land rights after 19 June 1913 through racially discriminatory laws or practices will have another opportunity to lodge their land claims for free. The state president has signed into law the Restitution of Land Rights Amendment Act of 2014, paving the way for all qualifying individuals and communities who missed the initial deadline of 31 December 1998 to also benefit from the restitution process. You do not need to lodge a claim again if you've done so before. For more information regarding the lodgement venues, how to lodge a claim and what documentation is required, call the toll-free number 0800-007-095 or visit www.ruraldevelopment.gov.za. Get all your documents ready. Remember, you do not have to pay anything. This message is brought to you by the Commission on Restitution of Land Rights. The Apollon Symphonia presents a gala concert with renowned virtuoso double bassist Leon Bosch on Thursday, the 17th of September at the Linda Auditorium in Johannesburg. The world premiere of Colombian composer-conductor Arturo Cuella. Also on the program, Haydn's Symphony No. 104 and Beethoven's Eroica Symphony. Book at CompuTicket. For more information, log on to apollonconnections.com. Proceeds will also go to the Alzheimer's Society. That's the Apollon Symphonia on Thursday, the 17th of September at 8 o'clock at the Linda Auditorium. Catch all the glory and bliss of Hinduism with Sadhna every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. on SABC3. This week, we meet the phenomenal Amshatuzi Hindu Development Committee on the KwaZulu-Natal North Coast. And we celebrate Krishna Janamastami in Port Elizabeth. More seva, more satsang, more music and dance. Every Saturday at 11.30 a.m., find it on 3. Remember that moment you wanted to give up when growing your business beyond borders stood still. You realized you didn't know how to conquer trading into uncertain territories, so you sought guidance from someone who knew the ins and outs of global trade. Someone who made sure your exports to Mozambique resulted in payment or those imports from India arrived safely. Someone who offers easy access to world-class expertise and cutting-edge solutions. For some, expansion has plateaued, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with NetBank and take your business to the next level. Email business at netbank.co.za for expert guidance on global trade. We're an authorized financial services provider. Make things happen. NetBank. TSL Radio Show. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk MTN8 final hour. Ajax Cape Town taking on Kaiser Chiefs on Saturday, 3 o'clock at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium in Port Elizabeth. And I'm delighted to say we've got the coach of Ajax Cape Town, Roger Desar, on the line. Roger, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Hi, Dwayne. Great to be with you guys. 
congratulations on making another final, but uh, let's not talk about finals uh, played and finals won. But you go into this final, Roger, <laughs> top of the league standings. Uh, you, I mean, so domestic cup final, top of the league standings, but many people have already sort of written you off. Is that just extra motivation for you guys? I certainly hope so. Um, I think it's, it's not a bad position to be in. I think they wrote us off in the quarterfinal against Pirates away, and they wrote us off against Vitz as well. So maybe it's a good omen for us, and we'll continue to, to upset everybody. So, yeah, look, uh, the guys are keen, and um, they've worked extremely hard to get you. So I just hope uh, we do the business. You talk about the guys that are keen. I mean, uh, not that you rely solely on one player, but, uh, you know, newly crowned Apps, a premiership player of the month, Prince Mualo, a severe epileptic fit. He's been missing for a couple of games. Uh, I know he's recovered. Is he, is he fit and is he available for selection for you? Yeah, he's available. Uh, he's fit. Um, obviously, he's, he's missed a little bit of action in the last uh, couple of weeks. So, unfortunately, he's not as sharp as he was. But, uh, yeah, he's made the squad. He's traveling with us tomorrow morning to PE. Okay, let's talk about a couple of the other returning players. Nwala recovered, but Rivaldo could see he's fit again after being injured on international duty. Uh, I saw Granald Scott's recovered. He played a couple of ma- minutes in your last game. And Owen Isaac's a late signing. I mean, the, the squad fitness seems to be coming right at the, uh, at the best time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very close to a, a fully fit squad. Um, I certainly hope that everybody's okay by Saturday. But they all look good. So far, so good. Um, obviously, the some of them are not as matched as we would like them to be and as sharp, but uh, everybody seems to have taken off the injury. Roger, let's talk about your opposition now. Kaiser Chiefs going through last year's tournament. They didn't concede a goal on their way to the title, but this year they conceded four goals in just three games. I mean, without giving away specifics, though, you must be targeting what has been, quite literally, a very shaky defence uh, that lacks in communication. Uh, I don't look too much into that, to be honest with you. I think they're still a formidable side. I think they might have been giving away a little bit at the back. But um, from what I've seen, they're a lot more adventurous going forward. Mm. And uh, I think a lot more attack-minded. So I think the one will always compensate for the other. And we've got to be, we've got to be at our best. They're, they're scoring a lot of goals. They certainly are attacking with numbers. So that's one area that we've got to be very good at, for sure. Yeah, fair, uh, fair enough. They got four goals or more in three games already this season. But uh, you know, there is one player in particular that stands out: George Lebesi. Three goals in three empty and eight games. Six goals in seven games overall this season. I mean, I know you won't necessarily plan for individual players, but do you feel those stats warrant some attention? No, he's definitely the informed player. I think um, he's uh, he's really stepped it up from last year and, and where he was at. Uh, but you know, when you play a team like Keith, um you know, you can't worry about you know, individuals. I think they, a formidable side will come up with even players off the bench that are, mm. that are fantastic footballers. So we've got to be prepared with a massive team effort to, to, to be able to try and beat um, a very good team. So, you know, we've got to worry about everybody, really, and, and it's going to be a massive um, a group effort to try and stop the type of players that got. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, this Chiefs side this season, they, they have been down on a few occasions, but they've come back tremendously on, on most of them. I mean, uh, have you sort of highlighted to your players the importance of intensity until the very final whistle with these guys? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we've got to be aware of, of everything about them. You know, we, we've done a lot of videos. We've uh, obviously had a good look at them, and I'm, I'm certain they've looked at us. Um, yeah, there are certain players that we, we are concerned they follow their play and so on, but we do know that they're a little bit shaky at the back, but, 
like I said earlier, it's, it's, it's against a team that's got a massive cup final pedigree and uh, all the players have been here before. So it makes it even more difficult for us. Roger, talking about uh, penalties, of course, so when it comes down to uh, cup competitions, always important. Lolo having missed a penalty against Vitz, uh, Mubada and Losper missing against Sporting Lisbon pre-season, Mubada and Franklin Kale in the penalty shootout lost to Sundowns in the Red Bank Cup final. Have you been practicing penalties specifically for this final? Yeah, you know, every time we play a cup game, we, we practice penalties. You know, we never, we never sort of leave that out. It's something, it's an area that we always know we might go to. I always take penalties as a, a bit of an insurance policy um, for your motor car. Even though you don't want to crash your car, you need you need a policy anyway. So we're always trying to do a little bit of work on that. And um, in case we do get to those situations, and these are young boys, and they're going to miss some, but I think they're going to score a lot more during their career. So you know, those misses are, are part of their growing up and part of their you know their maturing things, maturing stages, and we've got to go with it. Um, and if it goes to penalties, I can tell you that uh, those guys that have missed will certainly put their hands up to take another one. Okay, well, uh, let Abu Bakr Mubarak stay a little lower down on that list, or he, he might he might have missed all the penalties he's due to miss in his career. That said, uh, you, you know, you talk about some of the younger players, but one of the older players is, is critical. I mean, I know you still rely very much on Franklin Kale's impetus, particularly off the bench, but, I mean, you know, the last time Ajax actually made the MTN8 finals back in 2009, he was the only player who was in the starting 11 that remains when they were crushed by Golden Arrows, that 6-0 result. I know Granald Scott, who was in the squad, but was injured for the final, has been talking about it a lot. Has Franklin Kale been mentioning anything about that final and, uh, you know, trying to make up for that in some sense? You know, funny enough, I watched that game. Um, I, said I was sitting in the, in the VIP box and, mm-hmm. and, and I watched that game and I was very surprised at that performance of Ajax and you know, the way Arrows just sort of demolished them on the day. But, yeah, all the players are aware of that, and they, they've spoken about it and had a good laugh about it. And, um, you know, we certainly hope that doesn't repeat itself, really, and uh got to be a lot better than what they were on the day. But, yeah, it's good to have players that have been there before, and, and Frankie's been outstanding for us, not just on the pitch, but in the change room as well, and, and the way he carries himself uh, as a bit of a an example to a lot of the younger players, and there are a lot of young ones. So, um you know, yes, yes, spoken with the players. The players I find this time around a lot more relaxed than the last cup final. I find there's a lot of uh, mm. sort of a, a sense of calmness around the place at the moment. The, the Razmut players hasn't really got to them. Um, so they're quietly confident in some ways um, that they can turn it over. So let's see how they do on, on Saturday. A sense of belief that you mentioned on the show previously. But uh, Roger DeSalis, and thanks for chatting to us tonight, and best of luck on Saturday against Kaiser Chiefs. Thanks very much, Brian. Always a pleasure. Cheers, bye. <laughs> Dwayne DeLocker on SAFM. So we continue talking MTN8 final now. And of course, having uh, heard from Roger DeSalle, it's here now from uh, not the Chiefs camp necessarily. Unfortunately, uh, the camp has closed down ahead of the uh, final. But we are going to chat to uh, legendary Chiefs player and Fabian McCarthy, the great defender that he was. He's on the line talking about the uh, 2015 MTN8 final. Ix Cape Town, Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, Fabian, thanks for joining us. Uh, hello. Good afternoon, D. Thanks for having me, and good afternoon to your listeners. It's great to have you on, but uh, let's start off with uh, th- this final. Immediate impressions. Do you, do you feel it's any coincidence that the teams leading the league standings are also in the MTN8 final? Yeah, look, it's good. I mean, it, it shows off uh, the early form and also that uh, both coaches, I must say, uh, give credit to because they, they planned wisely. It's a good balance where uh, in the cup final and also in the league, not way behind, uh, you know, the, the leading group, although that's, uh, it's just few games in the league. 
but that's good planning from, from the technical uh, staff side. Before I get into specific details, I mean, as a former Chiefs player, you'd be able to answer this convincingly, but I mean, does the burden of responsibility actually weigh heavy on Chiefs players? Uh, definitely doing much heavier than uh, you can think of because in, in a way of you have to please the thousand out there. You don't want to lose to a team of uh, uh, Ajax caliber. Uh, and also the incentive, uh, you know. And for me, the, 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 the main thing is I'm more worried about Steve Hompella. You know, uh, as much as if he doesn't win it, uh, you know, the people will make noise. But uh, if Roger win it or lose it, it's, it's, it's something that he can handle. The management are, are, are well aware of it. It's, if you win it, it's a bonus for them. But I think it's a must for Chiefs Compella in the Amakosi camp. You talk about Steve Compella and uh, obviously the pressure on him. He's never won a cup competition. Uh, you know, this is the opportunity really for Steve Compella to make a name for himself with a team that is expected to go out and uh, claim victory. But you know, discounting Ajax, I suppose, is, is one aspect that many people have done. But let's talk about specifically the Chiefs' strengths first. Goal scoring. Roger Desar was talking about it, saying they can score goals. And, I mean, they have. They've been scoring four goals or more in three games already this season. What do you think that's actually down to? Look, I think it's, it's the options he has uh, up front. I mean, Abrao is available now. And obviously the strikers he can call in any time, but also the midfielders are scoring through the goals. You look at George Lebisi, he's on form now, he's a man to watch. Uh, Spiro Shabalala can get the goal in there. Uh, Yeye can also get his name on the score sheet. But the question mark is, they also allowing goals to go in. Yeah. Unlike Chiefs before, where he could have called clean sheets, I mean, from Rowan Fernandez, Emil Baron, Itumelankune, call them clean sheet these days, Yeah, let's talk about the defence a little more in depth. I mean, you were a great defender in your day, stoic, firm. Uh, but when, it, you know, should we be saying that Chiefs are struggling, or should we allow players like Mato, Kolo, Bukenya, when he serves in the defensive capacity, Gordinho, to give them time, perhaps, to settle as a unit, find that cohesion? It, it obviously doesn't just happen overnight. Yes, look, when I'm not saying they, they, they're struggling, it's just a question of settling in, uh, commanding the understanding, the, you know, the interaction, the movement, and that unit as a whole. If you remember, Tefo Mashamaita, he took two years to settle in at Chiefs. The final season, he settled in, he won play of the season, he won everything. Now I'm saying the combination be between Kulu and, and Mato can work for Chiefs because the only missing link was is Mashamaita at the moment. Everybody else is there. And then you talk about the backup in Cardoso, uh, 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 this young man you mentioned now, uh, that can come in, Bukwena can come in also, Morgan Gold is still there. So it's just a question of the understanding, you know, that unit as a whole, getting it together and say, guys, we're no more conceding goals. And once they start getting that right, it's going to be clean, clean sheets again for Kune for most of the season. Yeah, I think maybe a little too unfair then to be comparing them to last season where they won the title without conceding a goal. But, uh, you know, it, it's been said the Chiefs play every game like a final already. I mean, so do you think there's going to be anything different leading up to Saturday for, for you? No, no, nothing different when it's just a question to say, look, let's allow the coach to settle in as quick as possible so that he can implement more of his way of doing things, his philosophy 
he'll get more power than, you know, going up to the halfway mark of the season. And this will set the tone for Steve Fompella for the rest of the season, according to my views, according to my experience being in the Chiefs camp with coaches that are coming in. And for me, I think this will be a big one for, for Steve Fompella. He captained this team, and if you can win your trophy with an easy tweet for you, captain Ed, and as a coach, the first local coach to win a cup competition with the team that you started your coaching career also. So all in all, for me, it's about three from Bella. For the players, it's an incentive. It's a Christmas bonus. You know, they can book their holidays. Mm-hmm. I used to do it. I book my holidays normally with, with this, uh, this cup competition. Fair enough. Just one quick question for you to end. I mean, Chiefs were crowned APSA Premiership champions at Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium this last season, just a few months ago. Does returning to a place with happy memories like that provide additional inspiration for players? Yeah, it, it does. You know, Chiefs, once, uh, once they enjoy a certain venue, doing once you get the good result in the venue, and I think that's the, the, the stadium itself them uh, well, the surface itself, the atmosphere, the set up, everything else, the supporters is there. So I, I think it's, it's not going to be easy for Chiefs, but I'll, I'll, I'll go for Chiefs win. But Ajax is very dangerous, and you, you can expect anything from, from Ajax because they're a closed book. Chiefs don't know who to start for, who to plan around. And, you know, come Saturday, we must see after the 94th minute. Yeah, very much youth against experience. But for Fabian McCarthy, sharing all your insights and opinions, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, enjoy You're the welcome. final. You're welcome to YouTube. Cheers. Radio Show. Build up on uh, SOC ones from 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. Of course, then the rugby kicking off at quarter to six as the Springboks take on Japan. That's all we've got time for tonight. Now, ladies, up after the news with the talk shop. Uh, Janet Whitten in the morning on AM Live and Brad Brown back tomorrow at 6.30. But from uh, producer Siobhan Chetty, me, Dwayne DeLocca, have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.